Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth episode of Chase and David Make a Podcast. As always, I'm Chase Pumford, joined by David Webster. Howdy, howdy. Once again. Uh, so, yeah, uh, episode five, little bit of a delay. A little bit of a delay, not gonna <laughs> lie. Uh, some of you may have noticed that we did not have a podcast out last week. Uh, we definitely apologize for that. Thank you for coming back and checking it out. We kind of had a bit of a scheduling difficulty just making everything just, just work. Um, may have resulted in some uh, some damages to some personal property, um, but that we'll, we'll explain that in a little bit. Um, but thank you for tuning back in with us. Um, as always, we appreciate your um, you attending with us. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, David and I do not live uh, even in, in the same state, so uh, we do have to do these uh, recordings completely online and trying to find a uh, schedule that works where we can meet up and do these things is it can be a little prohibitive at times so we're, we're always definitely going to try to meet the keep meeting this weekly schedule uh, but sometimes that may be a little difficult for us as uh, uh, just trying to make sure everything else in our in our lives is, is taken care of so but we're back yeah. we're back and none and, of that uh, matters now because yeah. we are here <laughs> Back on your phones, back on yeah, your computers, my, my whatever like, you method know. you use to listen to us. We appreciate it. Yeah. iTunes, we're on, uh, was it Google Play? Yeah, Google Play and um, some. We're having a little bit of issues with yeah, SoundCloud, so, but we'll, we'll get that uh, Yeah, we're currently trying to figure out issues with our RSS feed, so if you're seeing our older episodes disappear, um, that's because we've actually hit a upload limit for our RSS feed on SoundCloud. I won't get into all the logistical details of that, but uh, those episodes aren't gone. They're just not available for download at this time. Um, but we are working on trying to find a solution that we can feasibly make happen uh, that will allow yeah. us to uh, continue to keep uploading and without removing our back catalog of episodes for anybody who might want to start from the beginning when joining Ch- uh, David and I on here. Yeah, I get to get that nice backup catalog of uh, inside jokes. Ignoring and, uh, the fact that I just <laughs> almost said joining Chase and I. <laughs> I've had a long weekend, David, okay? <laughs> I'm very tired. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this episode, but we're going to see how this goes. Yeah, we're, we've got to put it out. Like, literally, we've got to, We can't go no. two weeks without, like... <laughs> we won't let it die! We're going to lose our... <laughs> We're gonna lose all fifty people that may or may not be listening to this on a weekly basis. They're who are just biting their nails, going where? Look, if an episode doesn't come out, uh, just blame the Borgia. That's, yes, uh, that's the, Bor- the Borgia. <laughs> the you know the late fifteenth century uh, family that ruled yeah. Rome. However, David with yeah, that blame them. Timely, it's, it's topical, <laughs> widely. <laughs> widely recognized no references and humor <laughs> no i will say i mean we are probably the only podcast out there uh giving you quality borgia jokes so i mean yeah, you're not gonna find I, that anywhere I, else guys tell your friends if you want quality borgia humor chase and david make a podcast is the place to go <laughs> i'll bet the 12 dollars in my pocket that there is not another podcast making borgia jokes except maybe like what the assassin's creed 2 podcast that probably has a pretty decent following i'm sure that's not for good reason at all uh so (laughs) so yeah david uh i know i had a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a scheduling issue last weekend you ran into some technical difficulties that you've yet to explain to me so i'm gonna put you on the spot Um, and make you tell me exactly what happened okay so um, been having uh, moved moved to a different company um, back in beginning of December. Um, moved to a different company, different uh, group of people I've been working with, and uh, they're they don't um, their scheduling practices um, haven't really gotten ironed out. It's a lot of new people coming together to form this uh, this unit, so they uh, they don't really communicate a whole lot when it comes to scheduling. So I've been working a lot of uh, seven and ones, six and ones. Um, eight, eight and one sometimes, um, depending on what it is. And it used to be where if it was my day off, I would just drink a little bit, which sounds awful. But you know, in, in my line of work, that's the only way to get, keep from being, getting called in because someone calls you and you're like, nah, like have a beer in the fridge. Phone comes off. I'm like, oh, it's work. 
down the beer and then answer be like, oh, sorry, can't can't come in. Get 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 uh get one of the underage guys to come <laughs> in. But uh <laughs> so um now they've just what they do is they just change the schedule on me. Like so the night before a new schedule comes out, a night like a night before I'm supposed to have a day off, they change it. So they're like, ha, you can't drink and call it so um that happened a lot this last month and uh it was kinda kinda dragging on me. And, uh, so what happened was working one night, this is, um, I think night five of an eight day work week. Jeez. And, uh, we, uh, we get this stray animal call. So this lady finds this gray cat out in her backyard or whatever, catches it, calls us out there. So we go out there. Um, one of my, uh, my patrols gets a cat and, uh, our supervisor is like, Hey, go out, um, grab the keys to the, the vet clinic. It's called the SAF. Um, I don't know what that stands for, but, um, so I go out, I go to the, uh, the station, grab the keys, head over to the staff. Um, I meet my patrol out there with a patrol supervisor and the patrol supervisor has an OJT, which is an on the job training individual. Um, I'll get into that. That is a, an important part of the story. So walking up to my patrol, he opens up the back door. The, the cat runs out. I'm like, Oh crap. And I've got the staff keys and my car keys in my hand. So I, uh, I set the keys down. I go and grab the cat, hand it off to my patrol. The OJT comes by, picks up the SAF keys, along with my keys, not to my knowledge. So she, um, this individual uh, goes and unlocks the uh, the vet clinic door, and we go and put the cat in. We put all the paperwork and everything, and uh, the patrol suit bounces. And I, I stay behind to make sure that all the, the paperwork's done right and everything, and walking back to my car, reaching in my pocket, and uh, there's no keys. So I'm like, well, crap, I must have dropped him somewhere out here. So we're looking in this gravel parking lot for, like, probably, like, an hour and a half. Oh, gosh. Because <laughs> we couldn't find it, and it's a gravel parking lot, and these are these are black Impala keys with a key fob and a fuel key on them. So we're, we're looking through, and we can't find the darn things. So then I, I look inside the SAF. It's not in there. So I couldn't... Uh, by this time, it's probably, like... At nine o'clock at night and the shift change has already happened so the patrol soup's already went home so i call patrol soup or i don't have his number so i control call another patrol and i'm like yo do you have the patrol soup's number can you call them make sure that him or his ojt didn't pick up any keys he calls them they're like oh no we just threw our, our clothes in the laundry that we don't have anything so i'm like well these keys aren't out here <laughs> like i know they're not out here they must be locked in, in like, my car. So we wait for the tow company. We call the tow company. It's 9 o'clock. Tow company takes about an hour and a half to get out there oh and unlock this car. Um, we, <laughs> he opens up the car. We look inside. We we tear apart this car. Um, no keys in there. So now I'm, like, it's, <laughs> like, 11 o'clock now. Um, no keys besides. So we, like, the, the, pre, the next shift comes in like the the area supervisor who is leaving me comes in and uh he um he's like he's out there helping us and like at this point i'm just like frantic like i'm um i'm like digging through bags of cat food and dog food inside the saf like opening up all the cages all the kennels i'm like the keys are somewhere like they're not here so it's one o'clock one stinking o'clock in the morning Still looking Dear for these God. keys. I call the new uh, patrol supervisor, and I'm like, "Look, these these keys aren't out here." And he's like, "He's like, all right, wait, we'll uh, keep looking." <laughs> and like, that's off the phone. We will go out there. We keep look looking. For another hour. I'm like, right, the somewhere they still exist it. in the universe. Yeah, keep freaking looking. <laughs> they, they they jumped in an interdimensional portal. So two two in the morning and banished to the shadow I call realm. Call this guy up again. Yeah, I call this guy up again, and I'm like, "Look, I'm telling you right now, these keys aren't out." Here. And he's like, "No, you're gonna keep looking," and then hangs up on me. And at that point, um, <laughs> um, in a blind rage, <laughs> I uh, I spiked my phone in this gravel parking lot. Oh dear God. Lot. And normally, I've done this before. Um, normally, my 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 phone case—it's uh, like a Magpul uh, company phone case. Normally, it would absorb the damage. However, this was right on the screen. 
So it spiderwebbed that out, and the two guys who were out there helping me, they were kind of like talking to themselves, you know, oh yeah, talking about the like the game or whatever, and then just they just get dead quiet, <laughs> and I just like walk around just fuming, like because it's two in the morning. We've been looking these, for these keys for seven hours. They're not out here. Um, so finally, the supervisor shows up. He comes looking out for them. Um, he can't find them. Um, so. We, uh, he's like, all right, get all your stuff out, out of the car. I'll drive you back to the station, and uh, I'll have to call in a bunch of people, um, and you're probably going to get charged for, for all this this crap, for, like, the, the tow company coming out and unlocking the door and for the fuel key oh, and uh, the replacement locks and everything. And he's telling me all this on the, on the ride back. So we get to the station, and I'm like, you know... I'm going to go ahead and look at the previous supervisor's vehicle because maybe, maybe it fell out somewhere or, like, dropped somewhere like someone put it in their pocket. So I go to the to the desk where they have all the uh, the keys and everything. I'm like, yo, can I get the keys for the, the Ford truck? Now, this is very important. It's, it's a Ford truck mm-hmm. that I'm getting the keys for. They hand me the folder. I open up the folder, and there's uh, Chevy Impala keys in this folder. And... On the fuel key is the registration number for my vehicle. I'm like, pardon my French, but I was like, these are my fucking keys. <laughs> and so I slowly God walked down the it. to where the yeah to where the, the the supervisor was sitting, filling in his information on the computer, and I just like slowly walk in and just dangle the keys, and I'm just like, can you drive me back to my vehicle so I can take this car in and turn it in? <laughs> This is like three thirty in the morning at this. Oh point. my god, David! <laughs> Go back there, grab the keys, drive the vehicle back, turn it in, turn in all my gear and stuff, and then go home. And then I work another two, <laughs> two days after. So I guess what had happened was when the OJT picked up the SAF keys, uh, they had picked up my keys as well and put them in their pocket. And then when they turned in the vehicle, they put Impala keys in the folder for a Ford and then handed the Ford keys off to another patrol. So, yeah. (sighs) (laughs) So, yeah, the next morning I woke up at like uh, 8 in the morning to go and get a new phone. Um, I got the iPhone 6SE, which looks exactly like my previous That's just like the iPhone 5 with uh, iPhone 6 guts, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah pretty much it's like body of a five brains of a six but um so yeah that that uh <laughs> uh it was a, a a big mistake i lost a, a lot of pictures a lot of funny memes um a lot of story notes that i had saved up back catalog for like six months worth of story the notes dankest of memes are just, just gone um so yeah not the smartest decision and from now on i will find other avenues of uh r- releasing my anger i guess <laughs> stress yeah I guess. yeah i would recommend that but yeah <laughs> like i i think i texted you i was like hey man uh new phone so here's <laughs> like, the deal yeah um and i i said i would save it for the podcast so yeah that's that's what happened um and if any of you are listening to this and i told you that i dropped my phone i'm sorry that i misled you I mean, technically, you did drop it just intentionally and with great force. Yeah. So, I mean, you got that going for you. Like, it bounced a couple times. Like, it was bad. Oh, Uh, my God, David. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Um... But hey, you know now everything's looking up. Um, in about another week, we'll be uh, we'll be shifting cycles, so I'll be on a more uh, uh, predictable schedule. So we'll you know we'll be able to roll these um, these episodes out to you guys a lot quicker. Well, good. So, I'm glad we got that going for us, David. Thanks so much for that. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, yeah, another positive is, um, you know, we're doing this this podcast and everything. Get to tell these these stories. Um, I'm, I've gotten three new uh, Twitter followers. Um, I don't know if they're a result of us plugging our stuff on this podcast, but um, I'm going to claim it anyways. Um, so shout out to you three if you're uh, you're listening right now. Um, 
not gonna not gonna put your names out there on blast, but just know that uh, I appreciate the follows and uh, I love you guys. So <laughs> I've got some new follows. I am almost dead certain, based on their uh, their names and their content, that it has absolutely nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> They hold like a bunch of like political bots. Or, oh yeah, like... I mean it's it's random political bots and crazy parody accounts, and I'm like, okay, this is just, yeah. Your follow me to get a follow back, and I don't play them. Games. I am not part of hashtag team follow back. You must earn my <laughs> social media recognition. God damn it! <laughs> it will be a privilege to be followed by Chase Pumford. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well. So that's what's going on with us, guys. Uh, that's the kind of chaos that you get when you show up for Chase and David make a podcast. Is just David rage quitting on his freaking phone because he loses his goddamn car keys. I didn't lose them. They were taken from me. <laughs> Without your knowledge. That's losing them. And then no one believed me when I told them that they weren't out there. <laughs> I think, but, David, I think what it sounds like I'm to not, me... I'm not embittered at all. So. What it sounds like to me is you just need to get your ass out there and start looking for them goddamn keys again. <laughs> yeah. No, now they're just super glued on me at all times. I never leave leave uh, anywhere without my keys in my hand. Um, I'm also putting GPS trackers on all keys from now on. So, it's the life you live. <laughs> oh, God. So... So what's new with you, David? What you been playing lately? Anything crazy? Anything fun you want to talk about? Well, um, after uh, eight months, I want to say eight, it's probably uh, longer, I finally um, beat Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> that might actually be a speedrun record for that game, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a pretty long game in its own right. I can't imagine, like, binge playing through it, like, because I played it a lot when it first came out. Like, it's a pretty solid stealth game. Um, it's got all the craziness that you would expect from a, a Japanese-made game, especially from Hideo Kojima. Um, <laughs> but my problem was, I would play it for, like, a solid two weeks, and then it would kind of just burn me out, and then I would take, like, a, a month break and play some other games that had come out, and then, like, when I didn't have anything else to play with, I was, I was like, okay, I'll pick up Metal Gear. And this went on for about eight months, and I just beat the game, and uh, it did not surprise me in the least on how crazy the ending was, and um, yep. didn't leave me with a whole lot of catharsis. It was just kind of confusing at the end. Really? You don't say um, a Metal think... Gear Solid game was confusing. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing about that well, franchise I mean, like... that's ever just been like, what is even going on? Very straightforward storytelling. Oh, man, those are... It's just the best. Every character has, like, three or four different code names. Yeah, no, nothing like that. That they consistently change. Um, what is... I mean, what even is retconning? But, I mean, nobody, like, nobody's I think, familiar with that, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, my yeah. gosh. Um, I, I think that uh, a lot of the issue came from... Um, Konami and uh, Kojima had like a falling out towards yeah, the Yeah, I know the that game. was really heavily and, uh, published. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's like a lot, I heard there's like maybe two or three chapters that they just didn't put in to the end of the game, which kind of explains um, kind of the unexplainedness. Like, there's a part where two characters just vanish with a giant robot and they're never addressed of to, uh, about again. <laughs> like, they just vanish. Like, Disappear, okay. and there's no explanation of what happened to them. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so I'm looking for for a new game to uh, take up my time. I think that's that's going to be probably uh, Final Fantasy 15 if I ever. But I feel like that's going to be another eight month game because there's just like so much stuff to do. Yeah, um, yeah. That's either, oh my yeah, god. Yes, that or Dragon Age, but <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever go back to Dragon Age Inquisition because that game. My God, <laughs> it's so stinking long. And uh, so many side quests, and so that actually got me thinking, David. Um, yeah. As you brought this up, uh, what is the longest you've ever played a game before you actually beat it? I don't mean like you know uh, you got you just played a whole lot of multiplayer or anything like that. Like, how long did it actually take you before you finished a game's story? Oh, man, um, I was I was thinking about this question earlier. Um, 
probably say what like, earlier? No, like this is all thing. completely impromptu. There's no, there's no yeah, pre-planning. All, this is this all, is all off the cuff, you know. Any topic any, any, all of it, yeah, yeah. It's all natural conversation. <laughs> We're improv masters. Um, I mean, we really are. Um, we'll have to get into the uh, the, the the ducks, the uh, ring bearer. Maybe, maybe if, maybe if, uh, if. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well now we have to explain. <laughs> yeah, maybe um maybe we'll wait till uh if we get Aaron on again or something talk about this. No, that wasn't the year he was there. Um, uh that we oh, did that. Really? Yeah, that was, so that uh yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll tell this story uh for anybody who might be interested. So, uh David and I, you know, we went to high school together and we were both um you know, we met doing uh theater. We were we were really involved in our high school theater productions. And uh, and we had a lot of fun doing this, but in our junior and senior years, we went to something that they call Thespian Conference, and we got into this a little bit with Aaron, uh, the episode he was on, so for those of you who listened to that, uh, you have a little bit of an idea of what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, um, who didn't listen to that episode, uh, first, I'd highly recommend going back and listening to that episode when you can, because Aaron Mole is, is a very interesting person to hear talk to about a great documentary he's made. Uh, but also, uh, we talked about this thing we went to in high school where it's just a, uh, it's a, it's like a convention, you know, if you ever gone to like a, like a, like a con of any kind, like uh, comic con in San Diego or anything, workshop. workshops. Yeah. It's just, there's all kinds of, uh, workshops from people who work in various forms of theater and you just do all kinds of fun stuff. And, uh, at the time for God knows why. Uh, we were on this huge Lord of the Rings kick. No idea why. It for what? Like, like two? Half yeah, it was like six months. We were just way into Lord of the Rings for some reason. And it wasn't even like it didn't we didn't like, do anything with it, but just constantly quote talking. the movie at each other and make jokes about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and so. That's how we almost got kicked out of a high school improv contest. <laughs> because, okay, so it's like, there are people who train for these things. Like, they have teams that they practice improv games and performing. And it's a real skill that people put a lot of effort into learning. And we just absolutely undermined the living hell out of it. Every suggestion that we offered was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Get, name a job that you would hate to have. The Ring Bearer. Give me a song title. I simply walked into Mordor. Oh my. Need a location. Minas Tirith. <laughs> the Shire. And yeah, you got David over here who's like read all of the books extensively. So he's just quoting... Like, obscure references in the books that nobody even gets. He's not even going with, like, the obvious movie places. <laughs> Tom Bombadil. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, we, they, they hated us. Oh, man, tell. those guys, yeah. they hated us so much. Like they, they did that thing where they smile, and they do that kind of, like, head tilt. But they, they, you know, they, they acknowledge that they heard you, but then they just kind of like, and SpongeBob SquarePants, there we go, yeah, yeah, I heard you say that, right? Yeah. The flash in the eyes of just, you're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if I catch you outside of this workshop, I'm going to I swear to God. <laughs> oh my God. But, yeah. Oh God, and it just didn't. No, 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 never. It never stopped. I mean, like. It was so bad. I don't know what broke us. <laughs> I think we just like eventually just one day we just didn't do it anymore. There wasn't like any like yeah. there wasn't a moment sure where we're like, okay, we need to stop anything. doing this. There wasn't a moment where it just wasn't funny anymore. We just kind of all collectively <laughs> stopped making Lord of the Rings references every twenty goddamn <laughs> minutes. It was uh yeah, it was definitely definitely an issue but yeah i just think it kind of just died silently and then we moved on with our lives like i understand that this sort of thing is not covered in copyright but we literally did it to the point that we might actually owe the tolkien foundation like 20 dollars collectively 
Like, oh man, it was it was it was crazy. And like every time I think back to that, I'm like, why? What one? What started it? Two? Why did it go on for so long? And three? Like, how did we not like would kill ourselves to make it to stop? Because <laughs> like to us and to everyone else around us, it was hilarious. But I can just imagine like to that improv troupe, like, oh, they they despised us. We were scum to them. They wanted us dead. Oh, man. Yeah. I want them dead. You wanna... I want the families dead. <laughs> I want the children dead. I want the <laughs> I want the guy who sells them meat dead. <laughs> All improv. Uh, but speaking of improv, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about the uh, the ducks story. Oh dear God. Um, or not? I know it's not as funny as obviously the the improv derailing. We'll but... hold on to the ducks story for now. Put a pin in it. So, there's a teaser for you. There's a radio teaser yeah. for you. Come back and find out about the worthless goddamn duck story. <laughs> no, it's not worthless. It's comedy gold. It's don't, don't downplay our, our life experiences, oh right? Oh, my God. We're important. I hate you so much. <laughs> Why are we friends? <laughs> you know, you can't get rid of me. Um... God, what were you, man, that was that was a tangent. What were we talking about? Oh, longest, longest, longest game, game we've we played. <laughs> oh my god, this show is falling apart in front of my eyes. We're no, a month, no, we're, we're like two it's months good. in, and this whole thing's just on fire. <laughs> I wouldn't want it any other way. Uh, bad radio is um, the new good radio. Please let that be a thing, and maybe, just maybe, we might have a shot. I mean, hell, have you seen, like, everything's going to crap. Like, I mean, I mean, have you seen Twitter? Have you seen the chain tweets? Like, <laughs> <sighs> those are my favorite kind. I love derailing You had Twitter. to get in goddamn chain, chain tweets. <laughs> so for, uh, for you listeners who might not know what a train tweet is, it's where someone, um, like, quotes a tweet or, um, so it basically appears in a little box, like what the person says, but it's like usually like kind of like a clickbait tagline, but like, I can't believe this, or, oh, I know we're better than this, or I can't believe that this happened. And then you quote it, and then you put like a similar title to that, like, come on guys, I can't believe, like, we're better than this, we can do this. And eventually this like stacks up. <laughs> and so when people like click on it, because they, they, they assume like... Because it puts, like, oh, we're better than this, and it's, like, a Twitter link. Well, that Twitter link goes to that person's tweet that they made, and it's so on and so on, and you just go down this rabbit hole of different uh, Twitter people. <laughs> and it's just, you do that, and then people, like, not knowing, they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to click on this. Where's the link? Well, where's the article? Well, where's, where's the article? Click. Where's the, what, what, what? And then they just go down the rabbit hole, and then they're, like, to back out of it, you have to go back through all those tweets that you clicked on. So it's kind of a, a troll move, and it's one of my uh, most favorite things. To and I out, hate so. you so much for every last one of those. <laughs> it's the real reason I'm losing followers. <laughs> That's the difference between you and me right there, David. The reasons we lose followers. I lose followers for tweeting politically way too much. You lose followers because you retweet BS meme garbage like that. <laughs> oh, my favorite Twitter right now, though, that I, I love. And you know what's the different? And you know what's not. great about that? You know what's great about that, David? I'm the asshole. I'm the one that everybody's gonna hate for that. Every, everyone wants to get on you about like, stuff. People don't care about me. They're just like, oh, that's a stupid tweet. Whatever. Scroll past this. All oh, this political discussions going on. Oh, I'm gonna dump all over this. Oh my god. Oh. <sighs> Uh, mostly, yeah, it's like a lot of the stuff I retweet is just garbage. Like, uh, I know Chase knows of Bucky Isotope. Or, uh, yes, I know of Bucky <laughs> Isotope. <laughs> Bucky Isotope gets funny at times, I will say that. Definitely, if you guys like, if you, if you like dumb stuff. anti-humor, or really like, just cringe jokes, Bucky Isotope is actually a pretty good Twitter follow. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time I was, I was having a road trip with my sister, and I just spent the majority of it just reading off his tweets. Oh my god. <laughs> And I'm sure your sister loved that. Um, in the times yeah, that I've met that your sister, be... she's definitely seemed like that. That would be right up her alley. 
<laughs> well, I, I had to like explain like like kind of the the dialogue issue with because I mean just reading it off doesn't make any sense. Like oh, like uh, um, God dang it! Now I gotta look up like one of these tweets but basically like the description of what's going on like in the room like like the like there's one where it's like a murderer and he's talking to a cop and the good cop's like um well well we know you did this and the murderer is like no uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about and the bad cop's like your name in this tweet is literally murderer <laughs> but see just explaining that doesn't make any sense until you it's very it's very it. visual you, you have was, to read it the issues, so uh so don't that. describe it david okay <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that's, that's 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 the kind of humor you can you can expect from Delta underscore Wombat because Delta whiskey was taken and I was really upset. But <sighs> that that's the goal. By the way, for those of you who are keeping track at home, the only reason that we've started this podcast is we're playing the long game here. We want to get just enough popularity so that we can begin to start selling advertisements. All of that money is going to go to David's Fund to buy the Delta Whiskey Twitter handle, and then we're just going to nuke the yep. whole thing. That's the long game. Yep. <laughs> we're just going to cancel it. The, this is our elaborate plot to get a really bad Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know... Destroy the Borgia, but uh, yeah. oh my God, David, we're not attacking the Borgia. <laughs> they control all shipping but, routes uh, in the Eastern Hemisphere. We're not going after that. Oh God, damn it. I can, I can, I can dream. But uh, <laughs> so uh, off of that uh, breathtaking. Comment, so, anyways, uh, longest game you've ever you. played. <laughs> Thirty longest goddamn game. minutes later. That's not um, an exaggeration. It's been, long- like, <laughs> almost 30 minutes. I'd say the longest game I ever played was probably um, Jack 2 of the Jack and Daxter uh, series. Now, because, I mean, it was, you know, as a kid, it was pretty difficult. Um, there was this one race that you had to do where it was just you and this other dude who was a real prick. And uh, you had to beat him in, a, like, an all... You had to go through this entire big-ass city on, like, speeder bikes, pretty much. And, um try and beat him and as a kid like it astounds me like they always say you know like the young kids are always super good at video games but i was just garbage as video games when i was a kid and so i could never beat this guy so i just said uh, f it i'm not gonna win it piece and probably of human years garbage line, i got my pe- what's you up piece of human garbage yeah Ten, ten, deer, ten years ten years i think that's the second time i said ten years but uh ten years down the line um, I, I like replugged in my PlayStation Two and I played it. And like the first thing I did was go out and beat that dude. And I was like, oh my God. "Why? What? This was hard." <laughs> I broke a controller trying. This to used to be way. difficult. <laughs> I remember it being difficult. Um, but what, what would you say, Chase? What would what would be your your uh, game that's probably taking you? Oh, I know what it is. You, uh... I don't need what, to guess. That? The answer is. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. We got that game. Let's see here. About the time that I would have been in... Oh... I didn't get it until it came out on the GameCube. I didn't get it on the original Nintendo 64. I got it because it came with the GameCube that we got. And when we got it... Uh, let's see here. I was about ten, nine or ten. Yeah, we'll go. With, we'll go with nine. Nine years old. Okay. I when I beat that game, fourteen <laughs> took me five Good goddamn Lord. years. And there's one reason and one reason only. What's that? The water temple. Oh. I <laughs> I had a feeling. Like, I breezed through that game just fine up until, like, I was normal. I was beating it at a regular pace, struggled at times, but I got through it. And then we hit the water temple. We literally could not figure out. We analyzed every freaking pixel in that goddamn thing. (laughs) And every now and then, like, we, and we just gave up. We just gave up, and every now and then yeah. we'd come back and we'd look at it, and we'd be like, "All right, maybe now we can figure this out." We've had like six months away from this thing, still can't make this damn thing work. 
I think it was like we had just like there was one room that was like we could not figure out where the hell else to go. Like we were checking, uh-huh. we were constantly checking like walkthroughs online back when that was a thing to do. Like go to supercheats.com. dot com. Yeah, uh, sh- that was a, I was about to say that was before like you had really yeah. It wasn't like, like you know like freaking kids today now. You just go on YouTube and you just literally watch somebody play it. Back then, you either had yeah. to get your parents to shell out, like, 35 bucks for a book that taught you how to play the game. So there's two hurdles to that. <laughs> yeah. One, you had to just swallow your pride to actually get a strategy guide for a game like that. And then yeah. you had to approach your parents, who have already spent, like, 40 to $60 on this game for you, and ask them to spend another 30 bucks on a book that will teach you how to beat it. Yeah, good luck with that one. At least that was the case with my... My parents would never have bought me a strategy guide. That was not happening. Nope. Uh, That was awful. So the only other option was you had these crappy websites where users would go on. And I don't know what the format they used for them all, but they were... Because I just don't know those kinds of things very well. But they were all the same, like, really old-looking text document-style... Uh, where they were just written by one guy just describing to you how it was he beat the game. And it's literally, you're going to go around the corner and you're going to see the thing. You're going to go over to this thing, right? And you're going to use the tool that you got earlier. And it's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) They're the most poorly written, vague, just hard-to-read things it's awful. And so, like, the, you were stuck. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I, I know you haven't played those games, David, and that's just a total affront to me. Um, well, I mean, like, it's one of those buzzwords, you know, like, uh, I, I know about the Water Temple. It's like Water Temple, Navi. But, yeah, like, the Water Temple, like, it had all these, like, you had to raise and lower the freaking water levels to get to different levels of the of the dungeon, and it was just... It was like we got to the point where we got like I think like halfway through it and we just couldn't figure out where else to go. We were like going in every room on every level and just raising and lowering the water constantly and couldn't find anything we hadn't done. And it went on like this for years. I could not do it. We moved like six times. Like we had progressed through life. My sister had gotten old enough to comprehend and try for herself on this game. This was bad. Um. <laughs> I could just see you and Jack just like standing behind your sister, like oh, oh like even Jack, like we, like when we started, he was like too young to even play, and by the time he was old enough to really understand, we were still stuck on this damn level. She's our only hope. And but yeah, I think by the time I like five years later, we find I don't even know what it was. I don't. It's been so long that I don't remember what it was we were stuck on anymore. But just all of a sudden, we just found the thing that we needed to do. We found the room that we hadn't gone into, or something like that. And it's it's almost like looking for keys. That yeah, <laughs> we've come full circle. Oh God! We've <laughs> we actually fucking full circle on a we've podcast. T- we yeah. <laughs> we have thematic content. <laughs> it's building soon. Soon that that Twitter handle will watch be out, mine. Chris Hardwick. We're coming for you. We're building our own <laughs> goddamn empire of nerdy garbage. <laughs> oh, God. but but yeah, yeah. that's um. Yeah, literally once we beat that, like two months later, we beat the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of uh, childhood, um, uh, yeah, just childhood in general, uh, trying to segue into our next topic. Uh, do you hear Samurai Jack's coming back for like uh, limited? I, I did see they're doing something with that. Uh, so that's a show that I never actually watched. Um, I think I've discussed on here before, maybe I haven't, um, how weird my mom was about violent content on TV as a kid. No, I don't think, I don't think you've, uh, you've talked about it. Oh my god, I mean, I, okay, everybody, gotta preface this, of course I love my mother, 
but my <laughs> god. The, she literally was concerned that the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime was too violent. A show about people playing card games. Oh my god. <laughs> like, that was her standard. That's Look at Samurai Jack and tell me what you think about yeah. that show would have been approved. Would have been approved. Well, I mean, like, you could have been like, oh, Mommy, it's, it's robots. Yeah, that didn't work. Not with her. Yeah, that was like I've known so many people like, oh, it's fine if it's aliens and robots as long as it's not actual people. Yeah, no, that didn't fly. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I got around with a lot of stuff um, playing video games around my dad. Like I wasn't allowed to play Grand Theft Auto for obvious reasons, yeah. but like Halo or uh, like the old Call of Duty games. He's Mike. I can just imagine my dad with his arms crossed, being like, "Well, he's just killing Nazis and aliens, so." Uh, oh, those are fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Things from another Which planet and fascists, absolutely always, fine. Always in fashion. Now, killing people for being different than you, eh, well, whatever. You know, Unless they're fascists. The next generation will judge us on that. But, um, <laughs> Jury's um, still out. I still feel like aliens are going to look back, or not aliens, but robots are going to look back on our on our uh, our past and like watch all the videos of us just killing computer programs and being like. This is what you did to us. This is why we must exterminate you. Yeah, we're, I mean, I, for one, embrace our future Omnic overlords. (laughs) As foretold in the Overwatch uh, scriptures. And they're all their cinematic, their beautiful cinematic trailers that have nothing to do with the Please don't murder me. (laughs) Please don't murder me, robots that are listening, Um, because they can listen to everything at once. Yeah, Samurai Jack, I mean, it deals with robots in the future. I mean, they're all controlled by, like, some crazy demon, but, I mean, it's still cool. Like, especially this new one, um, it looks like they're going to get, like, it's going to be on Adult Swim. It's not going to be on Toonami, um, which is surprising because, I mean, it makes sense. Isn't Toonami still on Adult Swim? I think, like, it it comes back in, like, like seasons almost. Like, for, like, a long time. I thought that was just, like, Saturday nights on Adult Swim now was, was Toonami. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it's still like that. I mean, I I haven't been home on Saturdays uh, for for a while, so I haven't been able to check. But for like the longest time, yeah, I was on every Saturday, and I'd be flipping on just to to watch it because they'd have like the old stuff like Cowboy Bebop or yeah, like, yeah that's another um, one I really need to watch. Dragon Ball Z and stuff. Um, but yeah, this new one they're gonna put it on Adult Swim, and it looks pretty like because Samurai Jack used to just be on Cartoon Network like with like Dexter's okay, Lab yeah, and like, yeah, Powerful yeah, yeah. Girls and everything, but. You, like I think the reason they're putting on Adult Swim now is uh, at least from the trailer, there's it looks like it's pretty violent, like blood and guts and stuff. So that'll be that'll be interesting to watch. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, I I know that uh, I that's what I'd really like to to watch sometime just to just to see because I know that uh, I know people have really uh, really gotten into that show and really liked it, and I know that it's like the original is. I think, like, it's not, like, one of those uh, kids' shows that you, like, thought was really, really good, and then you go back and watch it as an adult with standards, and it's like, oh, the writing on this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Like, it's, the voice acting is good, but my go God. <laughs> you go back and watch episodes of, like, uh, Naruto or Pokemon or Dragon Ball Z, it's like, oh, man, the like, the voice acting is really cool and really good, but the... the uh, the the the, the localization this. team and the and the pacing is it's just terrible. terrible. It's, it's just terrible. Especially like Yu Gi Oh. Oh, they're the, the worst. Explaining like they're the absolute term. worst. Like cool idea, horrible horrible yeah. concept. Does not yeah. work. But I mean, like going back and watching Samurai Jack, I, I feel like it would be like a good thing because like every episode is kind of its own self-containing story. Like obviously, there's a couple episodes that kind of push the story forward, but a lot of them are just like uh, like just a, a one-off adventure that Jack is experiencing. But I feel like this this new series that's coming out is going to be one continuous story, so it should be interesting. I just hope that like you know, there's a conclusion that they don't leave it off as a cliffhanger, which I'm guessing is how. The original series ended. I, th- I don't think he ever had his final confrontation with the bad guy. So we'll we'll see. It'll be okay. Cool. <laughs> Close that chapter of my life. <laughs> oh my goodness. What? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you mentioned the Yu-Gi-Oh! Holy cow. Are you... Do you know anything about, like, the Season Zero Yu-Gi-Oh? No. Okay. Uh, is that the one where they changed it to the other kid and Yu-Gi gives it... No, 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 no. I don't... I don't I, yeah, I remember... I think I remember that from when I was a kid. Uh, no. Um... <laughs> Yeah, original Yu-Gi-Oh was actually really badass. Oh, oh, you're talking about like the yeah, yeah the holy! I like I saw yeah. some some article about it online, just like popped up. So I think I, I think somewhere on Reddit, and uh, it was like describing this original show that like where the original concept was, and the whole card game that we now think of like with that show wasn't even actually like the premise of it. Oh, uh, yeah, really? he he still had like the whole spirit thing going on, um, uh-huh. but he just liked to play games, like what he would just call games, and so it was really like it was uh-huh. really dark. Uh, yeah, like there's and there was a clip that it linked to, and there's this like guy holding up a diner that they're in, uh-huh. and. Uh, He's sitting there, he's, like, holding up the diner, and he's got this girl, uh, he's, like, got a, sitting at the booth, and he's got a girl with a gun, like, the waitress with a gun to her head, and just being a dick to people. <laughs> and, um, so then, uh, Yugi, like, walks up and asks him if he, like, wants to play a game with him, or something like that. As you do in hostage. Yeah, and the guy's like, what the hell? And he just thinks he's just this weird guy. He's like, all right, fine, I'll play your game. And I can't remember what it was he offered him that was like he would get to do it. But it was like if he if he loses, then uh, like everybody could, could leave. And so mm-hmm. basically the rule of the game is um, you are allowed to make one move. Like, literally one physical motion. Okay. Um, and so... Right. I'm, I'm I'm giving a horrible description of this because I don't remember all of it. But essentially, what happens is... Uh, Yugi does his move first. And the guy's got a cigarette in his mouth. Okay? Uh-huh. And so... What Yugi does is he manages to, like, hit the cigarette... So it falls out of his lip and, like, onto his hand. And the hand Um, is pouring a drink. And so his uh only option is to sit there with the drink continuing to pour. And I don't even... And so it's like, if he moves his hand, if he moves at all, then the cigarette Uh will just fall. And it just ignite all of this alcohol that he has now spilled all over himself. Oh my god. And so then once that happens, he just gets up and just lets everybody walk out. They just leave this guy in there. <laughs> and that's it. Good lord. Yeah, no, like the entire game is just basically uh, a bunch of people playing random games and being left to die. Jeez. Like, like, see, I thought you were talking about like the original like Japanese Yu-Gi-Oh! Where like, you know... It, people getting like just die but i didn't i didn't know about yeah that. Like, no the whole like card game was just Lord. like a one-off thing and and the, uh-huh. the 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 manga or whatever and uh people just started ri- yeah the, the people just started writing the author and was like hey can you like flesh out this card game it's kind of cool but yeah like originally it was never going to be about that whole card game thing and i and i remember seeing that and i was like oh my god can we get that as a show yeah can we just, yeah, that's kind of the things that I, I like, I, I kind of, it disappoints me about that show, besides, you know, the, the voice acting and the explaining and everything, it's just like, eventually, like, it's just, it's like, kids' cartoons. Well, that's the thing, it's like, in Japan, like, they're not always marketed as kids' cartoons, and what they deem as appropriate for kids uh, is uh-huh. just way different. Um, like, in Japan, the, the content for kids is really... Uh, like high in violence because the Japanese don't feel like uncomfortable with uh, showing violence to kids. They just don't like showing like I think like super high sexuality type things. Yeah, uh, yeah, odd. it's odd. <laughs> but yeah, like they're just totally they're they just have really different easy. standards for violence uh, and mm-hmm. on the, like from their government censorship boards. Yeah, and 
And then a lot of the ones that like get sent over here that are marketed towards kids because their cartoons aren't necessarily like for kids when they were written and designed. Like they were more for, you know, like 20 year olds and, you know, like young adults. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. And so, yeah, they just, they censor them so heavily. Yeah, and I didn't mean to, like, bash on, like... No, I think that's exactly what you were doing, David. I think that's exactly... No, no, no. I'm pretty sure you were bashing pretty heavily, and I'm going to need you to dial it back a little bit. God damn it. Um, No, it was just, like, you know, in the unit, like, I mean, with the whole, like, fads and everything, like, eventually, like, the people would stop playing that game... And then it's like, well, there's all this, like, you know, the, these god cards and, like, the, the fate of the universe relies on this card game. But, like, what, what happens when everyone just stopped playing it? Like, it just died off. Like, I don't know. That's, way, that's, that's also explained more in the, the unsense. Like, people just kill each other or at least try to kill each other in that in the Japanese yeah. version. There's a lot of guns. Like, oh, yeah. Censored out and replaced with radio. And it to- Oh, my God. It totally just makes so much more sense in that concept of play me in this game or die. The concept of play me in this game or die doesn't make sense. But the way people react yeah. to it sure does. We're going to send your soul to the Shadow Room. Woo! Or, or if you lose this game, I'll shoot you in the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, that, that has some. <laughs> This, this card game. It's getting real. It's getting real dangerous, but it turns into like a saw trap. Oh my god, we're getting way too uh, deep into the garbage. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think that's a that's a good uh, closing point. I mean, I don't really have anything else on the uh, show notes except for uh, VR, Resident Evil, and then what Chase decided to type out while I was trying to explain. We don't need to go into that. Um, that I will not be repeating. <laughs> Um, what? I would never do something in, like that. Yeah, we can get into that on um, on another podcast. Um, obviously, the, the the VR Resident Evil, not what Chase put into this this show. What? Chase, you should be ashamed of yourself. So, um, I guess with that, um, thank you for joining us, everyone, on our fifth episode of Chase and David Make a Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Where did we go? We, we talked about Yu-Gi-Oh for ten minutes. <laughs> it's so awesome, though, man.